This is Life Above 8. All right, here we go, guys. Welcome to Life Above 8. Um, I am Brad, one half of the shit show, and with me, Mark. I'm here again, guys. Thanks for joining us. I'm very excited because we've talked about this weekend for the uh, last couple podcasts. And it's, and it's here. Finally here, Wild Game Weekend. So we got the whole crew here, so let's do introductions. This is Snuff. He's back. <laughs> Depends which one airs first, but... If this one or the ice fishing one airs first, he's back. He's back. <laughs> if not, you'll meet him in the ice fishing one, too. And once again, drinking for like the eighth consecutive hour. <laughs> that you have been doing. This is Brandon. And happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> so put us context, uh, Snuff, your brother. Snuff's my brother. My yeah. friend. Snuff's my littlest brother. <laughs> And by little, I mean short. <laughs> and I lied. It's been like 10 hours. <laughs> and Brandon is my brother-in-law. He married my sister. She has good good taste, so we're glad that Brandon's up here. And he's up here. She's not. That tells you something, right? I was, yeah. I, I was lucky enough that you guys allowed me to marry your, your sister. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Marry her, but I'm not really comfortable that you're still sleeping with her. You guys keep having kids. I'm not really cool with that, but you guys keep doing your thing. It's fine. Not cool with it. And oh, Andy, Brad's brother. Yep, my younger brother. He's the black sheep of the family, right? <laughs> yep, outlaw, black sheep, the bush latte wearing sweatshirt guy. Pretty much, but he's fixing your electrical stuff, so he's okay. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's definitely more like, okay. It's more like eleven or twelve hours snuff, dude, not ten. <laughs> your man might be a little off. Ten thirty. Let's be honest. Who doesn't love bush light? <laughs> Can't argue that. That's been a very good weekend. We started. Uh, you guys came up Wednesday night. I came up yeah. Thursday. I don't know if you can officially kick off Wild Game Weekend with that, though, but we came up Wednesday night because we were going to do our last sap boil Thursday morning into Friday morning so we didn't interrupt the Wild Game Weekend. So, we yeah, we got up here late Friday night, and Thursday morning was kind of a crappy day, but we went out and collected sap. We kept about 100 gallons just because some of it was a little bit funky because yeah. of the warm weather. So we collected about, a, we kept about 100 gallons, and then we boiled it Thursday and Friday. And we ended up with about two gallons of syrup, so it wasn't too bad. Right. And it was really good. It ended up really good, so very, I was very happy tasty. with it. Yeah. I came over today when you guys are finishing up the, the bottling process, and Andy said he, he tried a little bit, and it was very good. So mm -hmm. this has been a struggle to get this weekend to happen. This is two years in the, the making. Uh, we've had a lot of obstacles. This mm -hmm. was supposed to happen in uh, last year, and obviously COVID kind of put a, the brakes on that. Um, so this is, I'm, I'm glad we're actually up here. I'm glad we're able to do this. And so far it's been an absolute blast. Yeah, it's been good. I think the, the thought process behind this entire weekend, we've talked about this, is that um, we're all fortunate enough to be, you know, hunters. We get to spend time in the outdoors. We get to do it with friends and family. The hunting part of it and you know for me and andy and you guys you guys we all push her together but rarely do we all get together to like kind of enjoy the spoils of our hunt so it's kind of nice that we're all up here and we get to do um enjoy the spoils of our hunt get to try different things and i guess that's what the purpose of this episode is going to be talk about what we've all been eating what we've all been making and and what's to come yeah different recipes absolutely well, today today's been fantastic it's truly about that it's just enjoying what we've harvested over this past year Mm -hmm. And some of it's wild game, some of it's just homemade stuff, but yeah. whatever. It's just, it's fun just to get together and share the different, sounds like Martha Stewart-ish, but share the recipes and that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, but it's centered around wild game. 
Yeah, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. It makes me wonder about helping you guys or watching you guys doing the syrup this morning. I mean, obviously, you guys didn't hunt the maple trees and tap them. Well, we shot them. But <laughs> we, we put a hole in them. Yeah, sure. you definitely put a hole in them. And then but we I buried put, the spiles in where we shot them. But stock over and see where they go. That was about the most appropriate thing to do this morning because you don't get much more wild than maple trees in northern Wisconsin. Yeah. And it was pretty cool just to watch you guys finish the process off and how delicious it was. I mean, like I said, you didn't hunt them, but you definitely plug a hole in them. And now we got more food to eat throughout the year, which is kind of fits perfectly in for the whole weekend in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, we were trying to bottle it and Andy kept sticking his finger in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool process. I mean, I, the first time I've ever seen, or the first time I've been involved with that is uh, up here with you guys. And it's definitely evolved from the first couple of years with maple syrup. Uh, the whole process, the whole setup, the whole firing thing. Yeah, uh, we're by no means experts, but we've gotten a little bit more efficient over the years and have gotten a little bit more down to a science now. I, I Mark, wish Mark's I, pan was the most efficient ever was this year from the stories I heard the first time he boiled. Yeah, it I, I believe it was I, so efficient, it was boiling at like twice the rate as a normal Yeah, pan. until I found out that three of the four corners leaked. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just going through sap like a madman. But it was, it was boiling fast. So we managed to actually slow or stop several of the leaks after the pan was full. But we did what we had to do, and we boiled as much as we could. But we had some leaks, yeah. Not about two gallons yet, right? Yeah, it wasn't bad. So uh, we're done for the year now. We pulled all the taps. Uh, just too warm. The uh, trees are going to start budding and everything yeah. like that. So you got to be done for the year. We got more than enough. Won't use that much this year anyways. I'll end up making candy again at the end of the year or something. Oh, I so. thought you were going to give us some to try. Oh, I might I might be nice. All right. So the candy was that was just hey. uh, leftover stuff? You just Yeah, that's the old chip that I don't want to eat anymore. I can do you guys. I'll, I'll take oh, it from you. Yeah. I, I can take it and see what I can do with it. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like go bad though. Uh, yeah, I'll fall on that sword. No, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of important for a decent decent start. You gotta, if you have any uh, meat in the freezer, you want to clear it up. You can. So, you know, they make a clear freezer space. So conversation. I guess I, there's not a better group of guys to ask though. But uh, <clears throat> we all like to partake in an old fashioned. maple syrup old fashioned. Do you guys know anything about that? You guys know uh, that? I don't make any other ones. <laughs> why the fuck oh i'm sorry why do you think i make maple syrup i don't really enjoy it but it makes an excellent old-fashioned no, no, tell your story here though you also donated sap to a local brewery right. guys sure so uh, yeah yeah they made a uh, bourbon barrel sugar shack uh beer out of what they did uh they took 30 gallons and they, they had a, a bourbon cask that they bought from a distillery. They soaked the sap in it for well, roughly a month. And then once they had the sap done, they used the sap instead of water to actually brew a beer. And it was called Sugar Shack because it was a maple syrup beer. And once they got done brewing it, they put the actual fermented beer back in the keg for another 30 days and got the second shot out of the bourbon cask. And they they made a beer out of it and it's quite potent <laughs> what brewery is that uh, uh switchgear brewery oh, in elkhart lake okay. wisconsin nice shameless plug <laughs> shameless plug for my friends 
but no, it was really good. You can only get a little snifter of it at a time because it's quite potent, but it, it's good. It starts with a beer flavor and finishes with kind of a whiskey aftertaste. That's awesome. that sounds it's pretty good. I would definitely try that. It sounds like every night up here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more than just maple syrup that you make with the stuff. Uh-huh. So it, and that's kind of the whole theme of this weekend. The imagination is your only constraint, right? Yeah. So it, Brandon made a hell of a roast today. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brandon, want to talk about it? It, 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 it turned out pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was from my uh, first year ever shot. Which, congratulations. Um, we'll give you a little round of applause. I'm, like, I'm, I'm new to hunting, but uh, I got my first, you know. Did year. you save any of the spots? <laughs> it was a big long. Oh, those are the targets. You pick out a spot and you aim at it. That's what you always said, right? After I after I shot my doe and uh, Andy asked me, he's like, "Oh, were you shaking afterwards?" I'm like, "No, nah, no." It's like I shot her and she fell down. I mean, I'm guessing she. That was it. Okay, and then uh, it was uh, it was great. It was exciting, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to get my first year. And then we all be business fans. Yeah, I was, I was pretty excited. And, Should be. That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, and, and, and my wife told me not to come home if I didn't come home with venison, so that was good. If you don't get excited, you shouldn't be out there. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, I got really excited. It was just, it was just you know. At what point? So you've seen the deer coming up. So we're talking a little bit about your yeah. experience. I mean, that's not the point of this podcast. Sure. But at what, like, when you knew you were going to shoot it, did you get pretty shaky or was so, it? So, okay. So walk like, us through this. When, when I, okay. It was the last day of gun season. Okay. And, and it was uh, Sunday morning. And uh, so I was, I was sitting in the tree standing by myself. And uh, I was sitting on a hill. And it was all very quiet. And, and I, I saw, you know, all of a sudden these two deer come walking, like, along the hill. And I, I, I pulled my gun up. And I was, like, you know, calm my nerves a bit. And then she turned broadside. And I took the shot. And she fell down. And, uh. Then everything was just very relaxed and calm. And I was excited, but I mean, everything was just like very mellow. And I'm very much a believer of kind of like nature and, and the surroundings and everything. And I just, all of a sudden, I was just very aware of like all these birds, cardinals, and like blue jays. Yeah, it was just, even though I even though I took a shower, that these birds were still like flying around. I didn't scare them or anything. They were just all kind of like around me, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing i took a moment and uh kind of enjoyed it and then you know i i messaged andy and let him know i i, I took a shot on deer and it's like oh, awesome great and uh that was more like about time true <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few years since yeah yeah from from uh i had a huge relief that you finally got a deer from hunter safety to actually getting my yeah. first deer it was probably you know half a decade in there but it was uh <laughs> it, it was exciting and it was like very kind of uh the emotional experience i felt was very overwhelming yep. when I felt yeah, that's a good good way to explain it I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah so you got you got, you got a nice doe yeah let's fast forward to this weekend sure Okay, tell us what you brought up this week because so, it's been a big hit so far. Yeah, let's so, talk yeah, about yeah. So, so, so last uh, couple days ago, I uh, I had a hind roast. I butterflied it out. And I flattened it out, and uh, I seasoned it with uh, you know, garlic salt. And uh, then I um, with a 
the food processor, I, I, I chopped up uh, the spinach and, and onions and garlic. And I spread it all out in there. And then I rolled the whole thing up with uh, cream cheese. And then I wrapped it all on a pound of bacon. Now I'm bacon. A, I, I'm a holic <laughs> back, right? And so I, so I, I rolled the whole thing up and I wrapped it all in, uh, in like saran wrap. And uh, then let it sit in the fridge. And then, uh, thank you. And then uh, let's in the fridge. And then um, I unrolled it and then rolled it back up with uh, uh, bacon. And then I tied it all off today. And then we put it in, on, the, on the grill and cooked uh, indirectly. And uh, yeah, and that's not. And that, that's oh, man, not just sitting out in the deck. Everyone's trying to get that waft of that oh, smell. So so nice. rip it out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I that, that whole thing that the whole roast flirted with us for about two hours. Every time we get a, a waft, yeah. it was honestly it was worth it. Probably two hours. Really two hours. I cooked it until it was like internal temperature of like one thirty-five. It was worth the wait though. It, yeah, it was. Uh, then I tented it afterwards, and uh, you know, it was sliced it up. It was great. And, and to top it off, he made jerky too. That's what I was saying. The more impressive <laughs> thing is he brought like a five-pound bag of jerky, like yeah. potato chips. I know most, over there, like, most <laughs> people will make jerky, and you get like a little bag. Yeah, it's like a garbage bag. Like an eight ounce, <laughs> eight ounce bag of jerky. Well, my, my mentality is, you know, go bigger, go right? No, no. My mentality of something small is good, then something more of it's better, right? <laughs> so, like, my better. Yeah, I mean, that was fantastic. The jerky, that was that was awesome. Thank you, absolutely. But I have the as far as roast goes, I've I've, I've been cooking venison a long time. I have never had success or really even put effort into trying to cook a roast like that in the grill. That was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was head to ten or so look at that straight. Yeah, it really, it really did. did. I mean you wouldn't if, besides the sheer size of it, you could have thought it would have been a bag strip otherwise, just by the, the, the texture. In my household that. nobody else eats venison, so I cook something like that and it lasts me a week over yeah. lunches. Yeah. But so I'd be happy eating that every day for a week. No, thank you for sharing that. Thanks no, for sharing I'm, the story. I'm, I'm, that was I'm awesome. Excited that I, uh, I'm excited that I got my first year, and I'm very happy that I can share it with you guys too this weekend. It was great. Absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite things that it's not new, but something that uh, Snuff brings every time is uh, duck tizers. Tell us about those. Those are amazing. Uh, I shot a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, shot a duck. I'm not going to. Say these, <laughs> there's there's a lot of work involved with this. This is way simpler than, than the last recipe. You just shoot it up, you cut it up, or just take the breast, chunk them into pieces, soak them in a marinade called dill sauce. That's a Wisconsin thing, isn't it? Like a piggly wiggly thing, or uh, you can get it quite a few places, I believe. And and it can really be any marinade you want, but we always use dill sauce. Two hours, pull them out, wrap them in bacon, grill them, down the hatch. Oh, fantastic! So, how do you? I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, how do you, how do you hunt a duck? Like, do you have, do you have with dogs? a shotgun? Do you have dogs to like all the for you? Or like, do you, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You sit there with your little dip. So, put this in the perspective, though. He's, I mean, you, these aren't Wisconsin ducks. You go with uh, North Dakota. Yeah, these are. Oh, North okay. Yeah. And that the specifically, you these are redheads. I mean, which yeah. I. Honestly, I think they're one of the prettier ducks. I'd love Very cool. Right they're, they're a larger northern yeah. bird. I mean, they're, they're a pretty good sized duck. Yeah. It's more I mean, size of a mallard. Mallard size? I mean, they're not, they're not uh, small. Not quite as big as a mallard. And you got to call them in. You got to go, here, ducky, 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 here, ducky, ducky. No, ducky. I just sit there. <laughs> Make sure you delete that. I just sit there. And... <laughs> 
I just sit and yell at my dog because it's acting like an idiot. And I'm like, you just be quiet. Oh, here comes a duck. Bang. All right, quit chasing my shotgun shell. Go get the duck now. <laughs> well trained. No. I'm, well, all right, you want to go on? Uh, my dog was a first-year hunter this year. It's a puppy. So. How did it do? Pretty good for first year. Well, the week started. <laughs> I would shoot a duck, and it would fall in the water in front of her, and she'd come back with the shell that my gun ejected, <laughs> and then chew on it. And then I'd have to throw a rock, and then she'd run out to the duck, and I'd throw another rock. And she'd Did she bring the rock back? or No, she'd finally bring the duck back. So by the end of opening morning, by the sixth duck we got, the last one landed right in front of her, and then she ran and got my shotgun shell again. <laughs> And then I kicked her a little bit, you know, like a love tap, nothing mean. I'm like, no, no, not the shotgun shell. And she ran out and got the duck right away. So by the end of the week, she actually did pretty well um, getting ducks. Yeah. Oh, I had a dog I hunted with. It was a great duck dog. And I brought back a lot of ducks. And it was slow, and the dog was just getting anxious almost. And uh, it was like a sparrow or a Black River, it was getting flown over, so I shot it. Just like you're, keep the dog busy. And I swear to God, that dog brought that bird back and threw it at me like, what in the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> this is not a duck. This is not, are you trying to humor me or what? He gave me a look. He threw at me, gave me, he just like, look at me, turned his head like this. Even it's look like at he me. shot a coop. Yeah, oh, he was, the dog was so pissed. And I never shot a beast. I mean, he's looking for a duck and it, that wasn't, I couldn't confuse him. Why you waste my time? You know what? I guess I was a little spoiled. Uh, the last couple dogs were pretty good. Our first dog, actually, I was hunting in almost the exact same spot. And we're on a hill and it was between two ponds. It was a ridge. So you're hunting land, basically, where the birds fly over. And they're coming at, like, Mach 9, right? They're going between ponds. And you're just past shooting. And I, bang, bang, bang. Fuck. Bang, bang, bang. Fuck. <laughs> By the third one, she's not used to this, and she's an old dog. She's used, to going... fuck, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> she's used to going and getting stuff. Well, by the third one, I went bang, bang, and she and I'm kneeling on the ground, and I leaned over and I looked at her like I'm all apologetic. She scratched the ground and kicked grass sideways and went. <laughs> like she was just pissed off at me. Sorry, I'll start hitting stuff pretty soon. It was ridiculous. Like the dog was pissed at me. I, those dogs know they've done it when they get good. They know enough times what they're looking for, and they rely on you. Not as much as you rely on them to get the bird, but they they get pissed when it doesn't happen. Kirby or Kirby? That was Kirby. <clears throat> she was pissed that I missed like three times in a row. No, fess something with Gage Brad's dog. There's a couple birds where he'd be on him and on him and on him, and he'd finally, you know, fly up and we'd shoot and miss it, and that dog would chase and we'd call him off, and he'd just come back and just the look of, what are we doing out here? I'm doing my job. How come you're not doing your job? Pretty much it right there. You want to pull it together, guys? I'm good at what I do. You suck at what you do. Your judgment and disappointment in his eyes looking at us. He's right. <laughs> well, dogs are supposed to be full of love, but they're just judgmental. Until <laughs> until he he chases a bird for an hour and he finally puts it up and we don't shoot it, then it's totally different. 
<laughs> as like carp every year out in North Dakota, he was good for a. He'd get a rooster that got up like ten feet in front of him and fly straight away. <coughs> he'd get so trigger happy, he'd shoot too soon. Then he'd shoot a second time because he shot the first, and a third time he'd bear down. Well, now it's too far, and it's big. Bang! 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 Fuck! <laughs> Because he had to have a duck plug in. You're hunting federal land, so you only have three shots. Every year, could cut on the three bangs and then the F word. <laughs> At least once a week, and it happened. It was awesome. <laughs> well, for what's, still worth, for what's worth, I enjoy that. At least you knocked down some ducks because those duck kaisers you made today were fantastic. I do like those. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. You talk a little bit about what you're doing tomorrow for us. Uh, pheasant bombs is what I call them. It's really not a bomb. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's you can use a jalapeno halved or like a green pepper. That's what I'll be using tomorrow. Stuff it with cream cheese with a chunk of pheasant on it. What I've been doing lately is sprinkling some chipotle seasoning on it, which really gives it a nice little zest. And then you wrap it in bacon and grill it indirectly. Butter chestnuts in anymore? Or you just have nope, that's something different. Oh, that's something different. Okay, my mistake. Nope, and then wrap it and bake it and bacon and grill it indirect for about an hour. Can't wait. Delish. Yep, they're pretty. They're pretty sweet. I think the only thing that could go wrong is with the water chestnuts. I, mean, I don't know why they call them water chestnuts. Is there like just a regular chestnut without water involved? Or I mean, they're all terrible, I'm sure. But Chinese pheasants. Never understood. It's a perfect addition to uh, the spinach dip. Yeah, so good. Yes. And you have it out of a bread bowl. That was the first time I ate spinach in about ten years, and it was. I said, "Well, the spinach." Way to disguise the spinach in with the red meat. Next, to, next time will be kale. You bet. Yeah. Kale's well, that, that's kind of fighting words. <laughs> so let's keep working on the table. Andy. I, what, what do you got in the menu this weekend? Um, Quite a bit, actually. Let's talk about it. Well, we did the brats we made up. Yeah. The Philly cheesesteak. Those from last year, actually. That looked fantastic. Yep. Those held nicely throughout the year. Those turned out. I didn't have one of those, but I've had a lot of them from last year. Nice, like, taste from the past, really. Um, then the Sheboygan brats. Oh, that's so good. Best brats we've ever made, in my opinion. Can't, can't argue that. The ten different flavors throughout the years. Those are my favorite. Um, then we got ring bloney. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it blue ribbon? Blue ribbon ring bloney? Yeah, some traditional recipe. Then we got a jalapeno cheddar summer sausage. Yeah, those are the appetizers. We did uh, hot six too. Oh, the garlic parmesan hot six. Those are pretty good. Nice and those turn out good. Then we got. I'm doing some elk burgers tomorrow, mushroom and Swiss elk burgers. I'm excited for that. Which should be good. That's simple. Just uh, make a... I did the portobello, like Snuff recommended. It's a mushroom gravy. Crockpot butter. He said elk. Let them cook down. Then uh, I'm going to do little sliders, make little patties with them, and cook them real hot and fast. Almost kind of smashing like the smash burger thing that's so popular now. Hot and fast, little... uh, 
Maybe trendy on the snow. No, no, I, no. I, I, I think we should stick with tradition. I'm on board with all. This is This will be a tradition for sure. I will. I will. Trendy. He's made these not with elk, even with venison. Oh yeah. Same recipe. These are fantastic. He does yeah. a good job with them. A little bit of yeah, bacon and the meat. Yeah. Uh, cook them hot and fast and then just make little, try to make them bite size. That way you actually eat more and you don't realize it because you're only taking a couple bites at a time. It's supposed to be one large, huge burger. You can drink more too. Yeah. yeah. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. 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 We're not going to like, like, this whole weekend's about getting, killing our liver basically. <laughs> <laughs> just well, one. Big long. Once again, I heard you don't have to bring any beer over. We got enough, so he brought another thirty pack over. Then we had to call my brother and say, "Pick up another thirty pack or out." <laughs> well, I feel like that's not because of us. That's more because you. Because I feel like I I know how much I could drink. I feel like you drank more than you thought you would. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but once again, we exceeded our our thought process. Well, it's hard not to drink more when you're sitting around a grill and you got. Uh, with some Friends. Brandon's, yeah. How else do you time the cooking on the grill? That's right. But by beer. No. So, another good thing I think about this weekend that we discovered is throwing knives and hatchets. Oh, at good point. Brandon. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> well, Brandon, so let's talk about what you brought up this weekend. I mean, you could almost call them weapons of mass destruction. They are. Because they're very I dangerous. mass destruction. Like yeah. stump to well, depend, stump to depends yeah. who's throwing them, actually. Yeah. If well, Mark's throwing them, I might be mass destruction. It could be mass destruction because I'm all over the place. Yeah. We used to have a lot of trees between the deck and the road, and now most of them are trimmed down from the hatches <laughs> being thrown through them. But those hatches are sharp. Holy so, Brandon, what what'd you bring up? And so so I, found, I, found a deal, I found a deal on Amazon where it was like three hatches. your great-great-grandfather. Great, my, 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 you know, it was passed on to my, my grandfather, to my... my <laughs> My dad. Who sold them on Amazon to you? They, somebody, uh, <laughs> they were used in the War of 1812. A lot of history with these things from Smith & Wesson Company. And whoever had them in the meantime kept them sparkling. It was a clean. subsidiary of the West East and and they came, Company. And they're handed off to you in bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> in a, 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 a desiccant cap or a pack or whatever. The, the kit was from drying out. So like... Uh, yeah, I found a deal on Amazon, like three hatchets and three throwing knives. And I thought, oh, this would be fun for the weekend. So I ordered those up and brought them up. And He's making light of this. The hatchets actually have bottle openers on them. <laughs> yeah, they are that's, a huge, that's a huge selling point for me. <laughs> Fantastic. And I talked to my wife and, uh, you know, we're going to put a, a target in our backyard now because she thinks it's a great idea. I can't idea. say it. Ever throwing hatchets or throwing knives as a target type thing like that? It was kind of fun. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I'd do it again. The thing about it is, like, I've I've done it a couple times when I was younger, and uh, we used to use like the east swing, you know, just the hammers you get, but those were like good throwing ones. And uh, these ones he's got now, they're way sharper. <laughs> like you gotta watch. Oh, they have like three, four sharp edges yeah. on it. We got, have you stopped bleeding? Yeah, right, right there. Case of point. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah, Brad's got a couple. Yeah, we got we had two significant <laughs> flesh ones. Brad today. and Andy were like. They'll they'll put a picture on their. Uh, uh, I don't know. We got what is the internet stuff? 
<laughs> Life above it. Okay. No, but uh, I don't know what social media type. Like, Instagram, yeah. Instagram, Instagram. Yep. Like it's called the gram. It's dirt the gram gruesome, dirt gram. gruesome cuts. But I don't know if we got pictures of the gruesome cuts. Well, bottom line, we determined that there's a if if someone mugs us, late or that situation, there's about a thirty five percent chance that we could throw a hatchet at them and maybe and, and hit them. maybe hit them <laughs> and potentially <laughs> injure them. Uh, as long uh, as they're I mean, standing I mean, still sitting, I was really gonna say we. I mean those. <laughs> I would say hatchets, yes. The knives, we'd probably hit them with them backwards. They bounce off. Them. Yeah, <laughs> those hatchets are like dangerous on three sides. Yeah. So, I mean, like no, the fourth side, you just bludgeon whoever and just knock them down. Well, it's hard for throwing it though. That sometimes we all throw like curveballs and knucklers. I mean, they're not always rotating. I know, you know, it's top, those nice top bottom axe like a curveball. Oh, yeah. If you don't hold it straight up and down or something, then the axe like always finds its way home and like oh, yeah. sinks right in. So. No, it's fun. I'm really surprised some of my brothers ever played baseball the way they throw a hatchet. <laughs> like, it's not even over the top. It's like all sideways and it flops. Like, you guys actually threw stuff back in the day? Are you sure? You're going to oh, go there, Mark. <laughs> I feel like I feel like some simmering going <laughs> Like You're instantly annoyed. From Why that. do you think we had the tallest person on the team playing first base. He had the biggest stretch. Yeah. He could catch all my shit but, coming at him. Because they needed it. Yes. As long as I flung it over there quick, he could like catch it. All you gotta do is never like, like a girl. You gotta get within like five feet or whatever. You just yeah. kind of reach and catch it. Well, hopefully you guys don't try to play catch with these hatches. Wait, somebody taller than you played first base? This guy was big. He was a big guy. He was awesome. I was awesome because Jack? of him. Yeah, Jack Mickey. The legendary Jack Mickey. He was probably like six five. I'm guessing. And just a just wings on him. Oh yeah, stretch out. Sure, they needed him. What position did you play? <clears throat> so that brings us to you. What did you bring up this weekend? Nothing. Beer. Ah, <laughs> maple syrup, moonshine. Well, I didn't bring up maple syrup. I made maple syrup up here. You're bringing it to the table. Yeah. I will have some um, bourbon. Clear. Sounds wild. Clear bourbon. Uh, delicious. What else? Uh, made some of the famous turtle soup. Oh, so we'll have that tomorrow. You got to remember to heat that up. I'm excited. I'm excited because I, I told you last night I, was, I watched uh, or I listened to the first podcast and I was like, man, you guys talked it up. Yeah. I hope we didn't talk it up too much and it's a letdown. But well, I, mean, we all think I, I don't think it'll be a letdown. Expectations are high. So <laughs> I haven't. Anybody who's tried it has thoroughly enjoyed it. They all rate. I mean. Maybe raved about it's a strong word, but it's. I definitely raved it's, about it's it, but it's all been very positive, and I enjoy it, so I don't really give a shit if anybody else likes it. <laughs> it's all that. Exactly. So you're gonna eat it, you're gonna like it, exactly. damn it. That's my. So, 
I just love the shit out of them. I'm not changing a goddamn thing. Well, I mean, no, yeah, if no, anyone no, doesn't like them, I'm like, I'm going to go. Nobody else eats them, then you have more for you. Exactly. I had some leftover maple syrup from last year, so I made some maple candy. Fantastic, by the way. It's like a solid chunk of just pure sugar. But when you eat it, like the dull sugar ball, it's a weird butter. There's a Packer can. It's hard to describe, but it's so good. It's there, then it's just gone. You want more of it. It's hard to describe it. And then I brought up some smoked trout. I was out of salmon, so I brought up smoked rainbow trout. Sounds awesome. Which Without I think a is just as good as a salmon, if not better. That sounds awesome. Well, that that was the extent of my stuff. Yeah, it's everything you described. The, the turtle soup I've had before. I'm excited for these guys to try. Yeah. Um, obviously, I know the smoked fish is great. I tried to get you more beaver, but we so far are striking out. I was gonna say that's one thing you kind of forgot about. We uh we put some beaver in the slow cooker today, so that'll be tomorrow. We'll and what did you bring up there, Mister? You covered most of it. The only thing that uh, I guess I brought up was uh, I, c- I cooked the beaver that you trapped this year. Um, uh, pickled northern. You got that? Mm, we haven't tried Ooh, that, that yet. So, no, we had last night. Oh, we had a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, we did have some of that last night. We had a couple too many beers last night. Yeah. You, how did you get the beaver, though? Beaver, I put in a slow cooker with uh, some pepper and onions. Um, Cooked it all the way down, shred the meat, and we'll see what we want to do. I think I'm going to do some like quesadillas. Was it like the whole beaver? You take the back strap? We cornered it up. We cornered it up. Take the back strap. You got to stab the whole beaver. I know you want to get the most of the beaver when you can. But after the uh, after the taking the quarters and the back straps out, the rest of it's just basically ribs. There's not much meat on the ribs. It's just a real fine. Are their hind quarters pretty? Pretty meaty, pretty I mean, substantial, yeah. That's probably where the bulk of the meat Yeah, there's not much on the front. Almost uh, any animal. Yeah. Really. yeah. But when you're talking about 25 pound animal, the bulk of the meat comes from the hindquarters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for everyone to try that. Uh, we did. I think the important thing is like when you're eating beaver, is that you have the stuffed beaver yeah. on the counter. And you do it with a straight face. You while you're eating it. <laughs> Impossible. Nice beaver. Mm. Have you guys tried the tail yet? I mean, have you tried? No, I have not tried it. I skinned them out when I did the beaver mount, and it just, it looked, I don't know how you eat that unless you're in a survival situation because it's just, it's fat and gristle. This is when you mounted Brad's beaver. When I mounted Brad's beaver, yes. Take that where you want, but yes. I feel like Andy's teeing me up the entire time. So he's going to let him right into the tea shot. stuffed Brad's beaver. I did. And mounted it. Uh, I stuffed it hard. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It looked, it looked well stuffed. Looks great. Yeah. Great, great looking beaver. Great looking beaver. Very well manicured. I mean, very nice. Can't right. you don't want the turtle Pretty attractive right. looking beaver. All right, since we're all 12 years old, we'll have that. So we, we have that. Um, no, honestly, that was the one of the better tasted beavers I've ever eaten, though. I mean, it was good. It just... It started off with a good flavor and it finished different. The little Normally, flip, it's the, the opposite. Yeah, you can taste a little regret in there. But <laughs> no, so, but so like, I don't talk about this. No, the, the taste test we had this afternoon was pretty good. It was pretty mild. You know, Very was, tasty. I, I didn't think it was. I thought it'd be more muddy, more more gamey, but no, it's, it's more fishy. <laughs> You're not helping anything with that. It was actually pretty soft. That was probably the, <laughs> the most consistent thing I was looking for. 
For my first time legitimately eating beaver, it was good. The meat was good. Good beaver. I can't Still even talk right now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so moving on from that, uh, else we're, gonna 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 our, we're gonna have to change our rating now to explicit. Yeah. Absolutely, we deserve <laughs> oh, you that. Don't. You just don't invite me anymore. <laughs> oh, I think that beaver talk was pretty peaky. Yeah, it was bad. The, the first, the first yeah. podcast, you're like, oh, the nine people that are listening. I was just talking about the beaver. You actually know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah I watched it. So that's course. empowering to let's not even get into that. Well, I'm right. not proud of it. I'm just informed. So, what else about Wild Game Weekend? I brought uh, some venison shanks. We cooked that one. That was good, yeah. Those are great. Those are really good. You so think you, they'd be you, really you, tough and chewy, but no, they weren't. No, you, yeah, down, you pulled the you pulled the connective tissue off of them too. Right. Yeah, got, got rid of all that yeah. stuff. And it's awesome. no, it's the best way to do it. We've talked about this before. Agree. Just yeah, uh, like the people like on the cooking shows call it braising. Yeah. I call it throwing in a slow cooker. Yeah, just letting it cook down. I mean, yeah. it's a good way to save some good meat. Otherwise, you don't cut it up, or you throw it in your hot sticks and you get a big chunk of something in there. Or you, just say, you can say that you braise the shank and then you can say you're classically trained cha- trained in French cookery. Yes. With the beaver. So what if you braise what if you braise the beaver with shanks? Oh my god. <laughs> this is I, the beaver I feel like braising the beaver should be a term. Yeah, I, I, I think we should braise some like, the beaver up here. I mean, Like, you really pulled a good one off. You braised the beaver. <laughs> pulled, pulled one off? Yeah, you did. Like, you and I know back home, like, my one one would be next fine day, if we braised the beaver up here. And I still hurt. As long as you braised the beaver. Braised the beaver. I think everybody would be happy. So, I'm oh, sorry. So it's tomorrow, the agenda. What's on the agenda for tomorrow? It's so, so tomorrow we got, we, got, we got a lot of good food to eat. And I, I figure this will be part one of a two-part podcast. So I am uh, very excited to kind of finish this up. But uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but we can find these podcasts and our previous podcasts on our website, yep. lifeboveate.com, and also Spotify. So right now they're on Spotify. We're working on getting them on other platforms. Yep. But right now, lifeboveate and Spotify. Yep, they used to be uh, pretty appropriate for all uh, ages, but after this one, I'm not so sure. <laughs> so stay tuned to see what the next one brings. But, Sorry uh, about that. Uh, but tomorrow should be another fun day. We plan on, on, yeah, absolutely. We plan on starting early and finishing late again. So Absolutely. Any closers from anyone? Well, yeah. I think that tomorrow, if we do another podcast, we should probably announce the cribbage tournament champion, whoever but, that might be. Yeah. Oh, speaking of it, I got to give some props to to Brad here. So, Brad brought up some Life and Above 8 custom-made cribbage boards. Solid chunk of aluminum. They weigh about 420 pounds each, (laughs) but they are beautiful. Customized bottle pegs. It is, and you got beer bottle pegs with aluminum board with Life Above 8 engraved on them. They're just, they're great. So, thank you. The Lincoln saddest Lincoln. thing about the board is he didn't even get to win his first game on it. Yeah, he almost got skunked on it. Sorry about it, Brad, but <laughs> Funny. You know, it is what it is. When can we expect more Life Above 8 merch? Because everybody wants merch. Yeah, I'll, buy, I'll, I'll buy a hoodie. We got, we got hoodies, so. We're working on our merch, right. so stay tuned. Yeah, I'll, I'll promote. Okay. I'll, 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 be, I'll be a shell. We're still I'll trying to figure shell. out all this website stuff, so... Yeah. Look at us. Do we look like techies? <laughs> we're doing this on our own here, so we're trying to figure it like out. Convince me. We will get there. I'll convince you that 
Just give me your money and I'll be okay. <laughs> so You'll get it sometime. Do better. <laughs> what was cool? Uh, the cribbage board. Well, the cribbage board's cool, yes. Cribbage board's cool. Coffee mugs are sweet. Well, I think the merch is cool. We just need more. Of that. Yeah. And we need we need better um, supply chain. Yeah, you're probably right on that. All right. Well, we'll see what tomorrow brings, and we'll go, go with part two. So To be fair, not to make excuses, but all of our merch is stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Until next time. <laughs> You know, when they listen to this in three months, they're like,